You are listening to the Christian Worship Center podcast. For more information about our church, please visit us at cwcstillwell.com. We hope you enjoy this message. You know, I cheat on the, to the, you know, to the, with other things. You know, uh, it's, it tells us even the rich man, you know, the rich man, uh, the Lord told him a list of things to do. And he said, you know, I, I've done all those things. I've done all those things. And he, and he said, what else must I do? And he said, he said, go and sell everything that you have. And the rich man was moved into sorrow. He said, I've got, I've got lots of things. Lots of possessions. I've got lots of followers on Facebook. I've got lots of TikTok shows that I like to watch. I've got, I got lots of videos on, on Netflix that I like to watch. I've got lots of things that, that take the place of who you are and what you're supposed to be in my life. So in a way, we're all like, oh, Jose, or the harlot in Jose. But praise God. He said, I want you to marry him anyway. You know, Jesus, Jesus come to marry us anyway. He said, I know you're going to have flaws. I know you're going to go through some things, but let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you about my Jesus and what he's done for me. Amen. That was, a, I, I was moved by that song. That was, that was wonderful. This morning's title, if I was to title it, actually I did get a title. I usually don't get titles, but. I told my wife way the other day, and I said, you know, God's really just a well-oiled machine. And I thought, man, what am I going to put together with that? Usually he gives me some scriptures and stuff, and I get to follow those, and that's, that's a whole lot easier. You know, it's a whole lot easier than going, okay, what's a well-oiled machine, Lord? You know, and I looked it up on Google, and it said someone or something that functions very well or efficiently. And this morning in class, uh, Sister Karen's class this morning, we were, we were, uh, we, uh, it said to be careful who you let impart into you. And it's our job to edify, lift up, and comfort. And, and Jesus is coming back for a bride, right? And I thought, man, those kind of goes along with what I'm, what I'm supposed to be doing this morning. And, you know, Elijah imparted into Elisha and imparted into his life after he walked with him for a long time, right? So, you know, and that's whenever he said, hey, I, can I have a double portion? You know, can I have a double portion of what you're putting out? And as a body, as a well-oiled machine, you know, it's not just me and it's not just Brother Marty and it's not just Sister Karen, but it's a, it's a well, well-oiled machine, and that means all of y'all have something to place into this, into this church. You know, not just the leaders, but, but also there's other things that come into play because it takes a whole body to make up the – it takes every individual to make up the whole body, Right. And, and like in our leadership classes, we've been learning that, you know, it's not the Baptist way, it's not the Pentecostal way, and it's awesome to see all these denominations coming together in, in one setting, and they're dropping all that religion off at the door. And we're coming in and we're just having some real fellowship with, with God, right? Intimacy. We're having compassion. Uh, you know, the Lord was moved with compassion, and we're having compassion for, for one another. And I thought, okay, that's a well-oiled machine is, is we're functioning the way God wants us to function. 
Amen. And if you would, I'd like you to turn to Psalms chapter 24. Psalms chapter 24. Getting this message, I thought, Lord, what am I supposed to be doing tonight? Why do you want me to go there? You ever get that way? Like I told you all ago, sometimes it feels like, man, I... I don't know about your walk, but my walk is, is hard. You know, this old Christian lifestyle is hard. It's the hardest walk that I've ever done. In the drug world, you just go down the road and pick up what you want, and you get your fix right there. But with God, you know, and he's right there at all times. It's just sometimes you got to, he wants some time. He wants some of your time. And that's, and it's, and it's hard to do that, is it not? We're so easy and apt to jump into the bad, you know, run after the stuff that are bad for stuff that's bad for our lives. But it's hard to give God some time. And it's his anyway. (sighs) Amen. All right. Psalms 24. We'll start in verse 7. Amen. Amen. It says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up ye everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in amen Amen. who is the king of glory the lord strong and mighty the lord mighty in battle amen lift up your heads O ye gates even lift them up ye everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in who is this king of glory the lord of hosts he is the king of glory you know, I, I get to thinking of this, and he says, Heath, pick your head up. Pick your head back up, Heath. This battle's not over yet. Amen. I, I used to have a rooster at one time. We used to do some chicken fighting, and I know it's illegal, but no, we used to do it anyway. And man, I used to have this old Kelso bird, and I was, uh, you know, he was, he was my favorite. And he would just plant himself out in front of my my door at nighttime, you know, and there would be, it would be so cold and the storm would be rolling in and the rain and the sleet. He, I've seen him out there in the sleet. He just hunkers his little head down and he just sits out there in front of my door waiting on me to come out the next morning. And I got to thinking of myself, you know, that's how I need to do. I just need to be patient with the Lord and just, you know, weather that storm. And the next morning, you know, whenever, whenever the storms rolled through because he hasn't left me. He's still there. I was still in the room. He knew that I was still in that house. And whenever I'd come out, oh, he'd go to just flocking his old feathers up, you know, and, or, you know, uh, and it was just, it was nice to see that he, he had that much uh, love for me as I did him. But I, I was really thinking of that whenever I read this. Lift up your heads, Heath. You know, lift up your head. Lift up your head. In 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, it says, But it is written, and I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the man, the heart of man, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. You know, sometimes it's hard for me to see the stones that I've set in place to come across the Jordan River. You know, the, the floodwaters are coming in, and, and I've placed some stones out there to get across that old river. And sometimes it gets so bad that it, I can't see the stones that I've come across on. But God is good. 
God has done some mighty things for me to remember. Oh, and they start lifting me up whenever I start looking back and I start, you know, uh, remembering the things that he's done for me or my family or the prayers that he's answered. And I start remembering those things, the steps that I had to come across to get across this floodwaters of, of life, the floods of life that come raging in on me. And whenever I see those rocks again start to appear, oh, it starts bringing joy to my heart again. Oh, and I start lifting my head up a little bit. Amen. God, you're good. God, while I was in my sin, living for sin, you come and you you sent your son to die for me, knowing that I might not turn towards you. Knowing that I might never turn towards you, you went ahead and done it anyway. What love is that? Ha ha. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. You know, kind of like Hosea, that was a toxic relationship that Jesus was willing to get into. I I don't want to be in no toxic relationship. I don't. I do not. And, and you know, I I think about this lesson here, this sermon here, and and how how many of us are in toxic relationships with our neighbor? Not just our wives, not our spouses. Are we in toxic relationships with those that are sitting in the same pews? Are we in toxic relationship from this side to this side? Are we? Are we loving on one another even outside the doors? Are we backbiting a little bit whenever we go out the doors? Are we laying down prayers for one another? Out of love. Out of compassion. I want I want to love on my my fellow congregation for sure. You know, if I can't love those that are in this congregation, how can I go outside of these walls and love on people too? I've got to learn to have a solid relationship inside the walls of your congregation before I can go outside of here and love on people like I'm supposed to. These people are to lift you up. A well-oiled machine. I, it takes me back to to Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a, the book of Nehemiah was a well-oiled machine. Nehemiah prayed and he fasted before he went and built the wall. You see, he didn't build the city before he built the wall. They started building some things up before he started building the city. Amen. There's things that we've got to build up in our minds. The things that, that Satan has ripped from us. The things that the enemy, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He has pulled down some things in our lives. He has, he has replaced them with depression, oppression. He has given us anxiety. He has given us all these things. And where's our confidence at? See, God, God pulled the people out of Egypt, right? And he, and he, could, have, he could have gave them a short trip. But he said, you're not ready for that enemy. You're not ready for that enemy. I I need you to get some things right before I deliver you into the land of flowing with milk and honey. All of us, all of us here this morning, we, we are on the same page as far as deliverance goes. You know, I'm delivered from it. Is my mind right, though? You know. Am I casting down vain imaginations? Am I letting the mind of Christ be in me? Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm allowing Christ to be 
you know, my mind, I'm thinking about others before I think about myself. And then there's those times that I'm kind of self-righteous. And I think about self more than I think about those in my congregation, more than I think about my neighbor. And that's not a well-oiled machine. You know, I need him to grease some spots in my life. I need him to fix the breaches in my life. I, you know, I, I've got some, some walls that are down. I've got some breaches in, in my wall, just like Nehemiah was fixing. You know, and it wasn't that Nehemiah went around and he fixed those walls. He just placed people in those positions to fix those walls. You know, he, he placed people right in front of their houses, right in front of where they, right where they were living. He said, you can repair these walls right here. He encouraged him to do these things. He inspired him to do these things. He comforted him to do, to do these things. Amen? So I, it's awesome whenever it all lines up, you know, with what we're, with what God's trying to do here this morning, what, he, what he's trying to teach us this morning, with, with what he's trying to get across to me as well. And in Sunday school, whenever things start hitting the same, the same nail, it's like, okay, God, I... I guess you are in this message this morning before we even get to start preaching. Amen. If you will, turn in your Bibles to Philippians. Remember to lift your heads. Lift your heads. I'm sorry that I didn't get to get shaved up and cleaned up. I intended on getting a haircut. But that old COVID just getting... Getting everybody. My hair cutter, haircutting lady didn't get to be at work this week. That's what I get for waiting to the last minute. Brother Marty came in Monday and he had him a haircut and I thought, I'm getting me one of them too. And I just didn't get to get one. I'm jealous. Philippians chapter 3. We're going to start in verse 17. It says, let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded. And if in any, and if any, in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing, walk so, oops, sorry, Brethren, be ye, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have have us for an example. Ye have us for an example. Example. For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of, of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mine earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. I, I was reading this and I got to thinking, you know, there are people that are walking with us, but they aren't for us. Now I've got a I've got a pretty embarrassing story here. And if I hear it outside of here, now 
I was headed, me and my cousins and I were headed to, uh, to the mountain one time, the Michi Mountain. I don't know if you know where that is, but my, my grandmother's house was just about a half a mile, maybe almost a mile from the mountain. And we got up there and, and you know how, it, how stuff happens. And I ended up having to use the restroom one time. Well, my cousins ended up handing me some leaves. And in those leaves was some poison ivy. And oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah. And so I got to the realizing that there are people that aren't handing us the things we need in this life. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, man, God, that's a great example, but I don't want to say that. <laughs> really? Megan was sitting next to me at church the other night whenever he made me. I text myself messages sometimes. Text myself uh, just uh, stuff that I've got to remember and stuff that I've got to do. And I and I text that to myself, and she just looks at me real funny, and then I went, ah, nothing. You'll, you're going to get to see what that is later on. And I tried to get that out of these notes, and I tried to get that out of these notes, but he said, no, that's exactly what's going on. That's exactly what goes on in our bodies. People are handing us things that we don't need that's just really, they're really bad for us. And it's just not good. And that's what we was talking about this morning. To be, you know, that's what Elijah, Elisha was getting from Elijah. You know, he, he was getting the goods. He wanted more of it. You know, whenever it's resonating with, with your spirit and it's uplifting and it's encouraging, it's not just an ear tickler. Man, that is God trying to implant something into your lives. And we are supposed to be planting things into each other's lives. We are supposed to be encouraging one another. We are supposed to be lifting each other. Hey, listen, just because it's not your ministry doesn't mean you can't support it. Doesn't mean that you can't pray for that same ministry. Doesn't mean that you can't uplift them and encourage those same people just because you don't run it. Just because you don't lead those things. Doesn't mean we can't support those things. Even though Moses had to have his old arms lifted up, did he not? I can remember one time that we were having praise and worship here. Uh, uh, Brother Tracy was here. And Brother Mike was lifting my arms up. He came up from behind me. He came up from behind me and he just started lifting my hands up in the air. I thought, man, that is, that's, you know, you you don't ever think about, you don't ever think about helping people out like that. But Brother Mike, it came to his spirit to lift my arms up a little bit higher than what I already had him up. And he started just holding them there. You know, he just started holding them there. It wasn't anything but just holding them there. Here you go, Heath. Here's you a way that you can praise the Lord a little bit higher than what you want that you can. And you know, that's very encouraging. That's comforting to me. That was inspiring. 
that's a that's a tearjerker. That's a that's a heartbreaker. That's that's going okay, God. That's love. That's what love is. He's lifting my arms up to you because that's what he does. He gets to lift his arms up to you just as high as he can, and he tries to grab a hold of just a, just a little piece of you, dear heavenly Father. Please, please honor this man. Please, dear Lord, reward this man for this. And if we can do that for one another, not just because I'm in a wheelchair, but because you are busting yourself, you are busting tail trying to do stuff for the kingdom of God. And your fellow brothers and sisters are tearing you down. And sometimes it's hard to keep going. Sometimes it's hard to keep fighting. And it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be so hard and it shouldn't be so difficult. I mean, I know that the Satan's coming at you, but it shouldn't be your own fellow brothers and sisters in Christ coming against you. I need a well-oiled machine to function correctly, efficiently. Not effectively, it said efficiently. Amen. I need to have some time with God. Let us lay aside every weight and sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy... That was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, sinners like you and me. (laughs) But he said, and marry them anyway. Didn't that what he told Jose? Marry them anyway. They're going to be, they're going to be filthy. They're going to be they're going to be rotten. They're going to be crooked. They're going to be all these things. But I want you to marry him anyway. Praise God that he loved me enough that he loved me and he wanted to marry me anyway. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind. I don't know. I don't know if God had the right person in mind is what I used to think. Man, the farther I walk with him and the more that I walk, oh, the more that I scrape my knees and the more that I get up and the more that I start walking with him, oh, man, I I don't want it to be someone else. I don't want this walk that I've got to be for anyone else. You know, what, rolling up in a chair all the time is probably the, it is the hardest thing that I've ever had to do. I've had to drop the attitude of I am too good to be doing things. I did. I used to think that I was too good to be talking in front of a crowd. I thought I was too cool to be up here singing for sure. Man, and whenever God starts blessing you and that freedom starts coming into your heart, into your spirit, man, it's just, uh, it's breathtaking. And I wouldn't want this walk to be on anyone. I wouldn't want what I go through to be on anyone else. But I've had to learn how to trust God even more. My money, my money supply, my money situation at one point, you know, I, I've never had to just, you know, like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And whenever you open that faith up, you see, I, 
I wasn't having no faith by getting getting a check every month. There's no faith there. And whenever the check isn't coming every month, it opens up a new realm of faith. And the and the new realm of faith, it can it can be a blessing if you allow it to be. But but so many times we like to hinder God and we like to put God into a box and we go, man, I, I, I'm not going to be able to get that done. I'm not going to be able to do those things and these things instead of allowing God to move and to work and to do his will in our lives. Amen. So Nehemiah was was the man that he picked for me to use today. And I think about the breaches in my life that the enemy has broken down at some point. The weaknesses. But what does the Bible say about my weakness? Amen. But see, I have to start relying on God, just like with my money situation. You know, there there are things that's going to come in our lives that's going to break us down. That, that's intended on tearing you apart and, and making you turn back. Right, Sammy? I mean, we're, we're proof of that, right? I mean, Satan is Satan is trying his hardest to turn us back. Any little thing. Sometimes it's just a little bitty walk. I can remember whenever I first quit doing everything. I, I first started quit doing uh, dipping. How about dipping? When I first quit dipping, it wasn't that I just laid down the whole can and said, I'm, I'm never dipping again. I had... I had I was getting I would get a dip and then I would get another dip and I tried not to dip a whole can in one day. And then whenever I started getting good about that and not dipping a whole can in one day, ah uh, man, I felt rewarded. Because if I say I'm quitting this and I'm and I'm not ever doing this again and I mess up and I go back to it again, I feel defeated. I feel like I've done I mean depression kicks in. You know? It was. It was kicking in on me, and so I realized real quick that I can't be. I can't be telling myself that. I can't build this wall up yet. I've got to. It's got to be a brick by brick. It's got to be. You know, it's got to be a brick, and I got to lay some lay some mortar down. I got to lay another brick down on top of that. I can't just try to build a whole wall. I put up a whole wall in one day, right? I, I was doing those things though, and that and then depression was kicking in. For hope deferred. Make it the heart sick. Hope deferred. That means if I was, you know, I was, I was hoping for something, and when I messed up, man, I was getting sick to my stomach, sick to my heart, and then I would fall deeper into it. Mm. Man, pick up even more. <laughs> Amen. So before we start mending the things in our heart, let's, let's build back the walls that Satan came through on. Amen. Before we allow God to start mending the things in our heart, let's start building up that wall again. I'm going to start having some confidence in my life. I'm going to start having some some self-esteem in my life, right? I'm going to start having these things, placing those things up, building those things back up in my life so that I can mend my heart. Because, see, there's callous, all of us has callous parts on our heart. Amen? There's some callous that we've been done wrong, done dirty. And we're not letting people in those spots, in those in those areas of our life. And for us to function as a well-oiled machine, we've got to be opened up to each other. Amen? 
But I was opened up to my cousins, and look what happened. Man, God. Please, please, Lord. What did David say? Give me, give me a new heart. Yeah. Amen. 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 Put in me a new heart, Lord. Please. I, I need to plead with my heart because, see, he's my best friend. He's my father. He's my savior. He's all these things to me. Man, I, there's a new song out by and I don't know how new it is, but it's by Crowder. And he, he says, you know, oh, how he loves me. Man. I just start crying whenever I start hearing the first part of that. I've got a friend who's closer than a brother. Man, I just start crying because, man, no one's done me like Jesus. You know, there's no one that's ever done me like Jesus. I was that lost. I was that I was that prodigal son that was lost, and I took off, and he let me do whatever I wanted to do. I wallowed, wallowed with the pigs and the swine, and I ended up out there in the hog pen, and God still looked for me, and he still op- opened arms. Ah, oh, that's so awesome. I don't, I don't know if you've ever had that experience with anything other than the Holy Spirit or God. I don't know. I haven't. Not in a wheelchair, not not the, not the guy that I was, not the person that I was headed to be, not the person that I thought I wanted to be. Growing up, one side of my family was was churchgoers. One side of my church or family wasn't. You know, they were outlaws. And I thought, man, I want to be the best outlaw because that's, that's the side my dad's on. And, you know, I don't ever get to see him. You know, and maybe if I live like that, maybe he'll spend some time with me. Maybe he'll, you know, maybe he'll want to spend some time. Maybe my cousins will too. And I did that all wrong. There was no love over there. There was no love at all. And I was trying to please him. I was trying to please, please him by the things that they done. And I run myself down in the ground even farther than what I ever intended than I ever wanted and then muscular dystrophy hit me and then I was so far down in there already I might as well just keep running and there's nothing other than God himself that could have ever pulled me out of that mess amen for the weapons of my warfare was not was not carnal but it was mighty to the pulling down of strongholds amen Jesus finally came in and he gave me a, he, he wrote me out something. He wrote me out something to get rid of all of that nastiness in my life. How to come out of all that, you know, that difficult trials. But he didn't just place my feet up on this solid ground, up on this rock, just to look down at people and say, oh, good luck to you. I'm here to encourage people. I'm here to inspire people just the same as you are. I loved that class this morning, you know, discipleship class this morning. That's it was it was spot on. You know, we are here to comfort, inspire. And too many times we're seeing each us badmouth one another, badmouth the singing, badmouth this. Man, and we need to be encouraging. Someone is getting something something out of the singing. Something is getting out of the teaching, out of the preaching, out of something. They are here getting something. Don't be, what a, don't be, don't be planting strife and discord into them people's lives. Amen. Pray for them behind closed doors. 
We don't want to be in a toxic relationship. I don't want to be in a toxic relationship with you. Amen. I don't want to be in a toxic relationship with the Lord. Amen. I sure don't. <laughs> you know, we've got a little bit of rust where oil needs to be placed, right? We've got some rusty spots. If you're a leader this morning, will you raise your hand? If you're a leader in this church. One, two, three, four. <laughs> sister, sister, sister Susan and I was talking the other night, and she, my granddad had licensed her, right? And she hasn't went down and got her license yet. Have you now? And she hadn't went and got her license. She said, oh, man, I just don't know. I, I can teach all day. And she said, but, man, whenever I get those licenses, I'm going to be... You know, to whom much is given, much is required. And I and I, and I and I said, "Oh man, I know. Don't be, you know." And it scares me a little bit too. It does. But 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 God has placed you in that position. I'm not calling you out. I'm just. <laughs> well, Brother Marty said he just went right to the point. <laughs> No matter how good each member of this body is, if you don't work together, pray together, seek heavenly things together, and worship together, praise together, edify one another, and function as one unit, we will never see the full potential of what God can do through us. Amen? The eye hath not seen and ear hath not heard the good, the blessings of the Lord, what, what he's capable of doing. Amen. Amen. In in Song of Solomon, he's he's talking about being having doves' eyes. Doves' eyes. He said the the Solomon talks about his woman having doves' eyes for him. Man, my eyes are not really doves' eyes for the Lord. Do you know that doves' eyes does not have peripheral vision? They can only look straight forward. Straightforward eyes. Eyes. Doves' his eyes. You see, many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. That's Song of Solomon as well. So we've got to have doves' his eyes, and we've got to have love for one another that doesn't come, that doesn't waver just because a flood comes in. Amen. And when the floods can't drown it, you see, the love of God that doesn't separate, nothing shall separate us from the love of God, right? No matter what pain we go through, no matter what struggles we're in, no matter what we face in this life, God still loves us. And we're supposed to shed that same kind of love on one another. Man, I, I want to be a well-oiled machine for you, Lord. I want to draw nigh to you, and you draw nigh to me, you know. I must de- decrease so you can increase. Yes, yes, Lord, those are all good things. But I want to love on my neighbor. I do. I want, I want a different mindset. I want the breaches of my mind to be changed today. I want the breaches of my mind to be rebuilt with holiness, with goodness. I want to be planting mercy and grace into people's lives. And it starts with our congregation this morning. You know, I don't know what CWC has got planned. I don't know what they've already had planned. I really don't. But I know that God's ready to finish that plan. 
I know that God's ready to finish the plans that you guys have started. Those walls that you've started to build up so that your city can be flourished. I know that he's, I know that he's ready to do those things. <laughs> it says, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will, I will, I rather glory in my infirmities. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distress. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then am I strong. I just looked at the time. I am so sorry. <laughs> Dinner's getting cold. Now, I, I, I just want you guys to know that at some point, we've got to go back to the enemy's camp. And we've got to start taking back what he's stole from us. Amen? He's got some things that he's pulled down in our lives. And and this morning, if I could tell you that God's ready to repair those breaches. If I could tell you that God is here this morning to, to build back some of those things that the enemy has stolen from you. Would you give him a chance to allow him to do those things? <laughs> 